0: Creepy cats, you're back. I hope you aren't too pissed about last episode and crazy ass Herbert Baumeister. Because today we will be chatting about the paranormal activity that occurred at Fox Hollow Farm following Herbert's demise. Let's get creepy. (laughs) <laughs> sorry guys that was me hey it's <laughs> melissa <laughs> oh my god oh <laughs> sorry oh i'm creepy i'm changing the name of our podcast that sounded like <laughs> the evp i got over the weekend guys we ghost on that over the weekend we went to nema castle in brownsville pennsylvania holy shit i got an evp Jackie got an EVP. She got an actual voice whispering, here we go. Yeah, it was crazy, like, crazy. If so, yeah, if you guys want to hear all about that experience or want to hear the EVP, tell us. Yeah, let us know. Because it was crazy. Anyway. Today, let's do part two of Fox Hollow Farm. So last time we talked about Herbert Baumeister and his pissy little ass. (laughs) His (laughs) obsession with piss. You know, we'll never let you forget the obsession with piss uh, as long as this podcast goes on. No. So today we're going to talk about his estate. And so after 1996, after everything happened in the 90s and, you know, when he offed himself because he obviously was a serial killer. So the house just like basically sat until then. Clearly no one wanted to live there. He murdered his victims there. (laughs) Well, 11 bodies were found there. Yeah, good point, actually. Yeah, because weren't the, well, the no, rumors no, no, no. that actually, he was that other the strangler. Actually, I'm sorry, I think seventeen bodies were found there, but only they only identified eleven. So there were hella bones there. And actually we'll touch on that in the story that bones that were there were not identified, a lot of them. So but, Yeah, but wasn't it rumored that he was like that I seventy strangler? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So <clears throat> that's what I, Okay. But that was before he lived in Fox Hollow Farm. Oh, all right. Never mind then. But anyway, who knows? So in 2006 was when the home was actually bought for the first time since the Baumeisters lived there. So in 2006, Damn. the estate was sold to Rob and Vicki Graves. So they bought the home. They were living in the city and they wanted to get away. And the house was... Clearly underpriced. It was the estate is ginormous and it's on eighteen acres, so it was really cheap for apparently what uh it it was worth. Do you know what they bought it for? I swear, I swear, I saw someone that it somewhere that it said around nine hundred thousand, but I don't think that's true because. They said yeah. that it was a deal. To me, that doesn't no. sound like anyone would be like, oh, that's a deal. But I'm a, I'm going to try to look that up later on and we of, put it in the notes. All of this information, what I'm saying, they said everything in this story. The only source I got this from is from them telling the story on Paranormal Witness. So don't hate on me because this is their own words. Everything I'm about to say, their own telling the story. And that's a really good show. <laughs> <Watch> it. <laughs> I love that show. Mm-hmm. So Rob Graves, they he said that when they were touring the home, he recognized it. He was like, bitch, I remember this. This was <laughs> on the news. He's like, oh. It's almost like I've seen so this. House. he, Yeah, he's not your typical <laughs> with yellow tape all around <laughs> it. <laughs> he's not your typical person who's like, well, I didn't think anything of it. He straight up asked the realtor, is this the home where Herbert Baumeister lived and killed the people? And the realtor said, yes. And that was why the house was so cheap. Hmm. Th- so they knew. And so Rob asked his wife, Vicky if it would creep her out. But she was a medical laboratory scientist. So, wow. Pretty practical. And she said she'd been around death working at a lab. So, she kind of, she didn't really care, honestly. She didn't, she didn't give a fuck. Honestly, I, there's always going to be people like that. Like, there's always going to be people. If yeah. there's a steal on a property, you is- damn well someone's going to. And the house is gorgeous, gorgeous. first of all. And it's on. Hello. acres. So much land. There's a guest house. There's a pool. It's everything. a steal. It's a steal. So they agreed. And, and there's a pond. It. There's a pond on the property. I read that too. So they agreed and they bought it. So shortly after they moved in, Vicky was cleaning up the enormous pool room. Uh, she said there was a bunch of gravel there. I would assume from people, everybody walking in and out when the, it was a crime scene and from it just being vacant, like, I'm sure that at some point stuff blew in. thought they cleaned those houses before they gave it to you. <laughs> no, but <bitch>. not <laughs> when they are crime scenes. Yeah, not when <laughs> many people were murdered in there. Yeah. So she was vacuuming out the pool room when she said that the vacuum unplugged, which was weird because she wasn't like super far away from it. So it wasn't pulling Hmm. the cord. So she just was like, "Mm, okay. So she went and she plugged it back in and she started a vacuum again. And again, it came unplugged. So she was like, what the hell? So again, she plugged it back in. And when she did this time, it was one of those bigger vacuums, clearly not just a normal vacuum, like one that you use outside and stuff. And she saw the cord just spark basically and be yanked out of the vacuum as if a person went over and yanked it out ew and she knew right away she didn't say well maybe whatever she was like it was really creepy i it looked like someone yanked the cord out of the vacuum especially to watch it too like Mm -hmm. that's crazy because usually ghosts that's already from the start like usually ghosts do that stuff behind your back for it to just fall and yank it out like when you're paying attention yeah and they had just moved in. So. Yeah. <laughs> that was weird. From the jump. So um, when Rob was at work within the next couple months after him buying the home, he worked at a car dealership and he had a coworker who was driving 50 miles to work. What? Wow. <laughs> yeah. So Rob knew obviously the house was huge and there was a small apartment on the property that was their guest home that wasn't being used. So, they were like, let's Airbnb it. <laughs> yeah, so Joe said, you, you can come live there. And his co-worker named Joe was like, hell yeah. Um, Joe seemed like a really cool guy in the show. He seemed kind of more of just like a quieter type, you know. He seemed nice. And so he moved in. He said that literally the first day he moved in, he had, you know, brought all of his things in. And he said that he just felt super tired. And... He said that was weird because, like, he doesn't, he's not a really tired person and he doesn't dream a lot. Hmm. But he said that when he first got there, he fell asleep, took a little nap, and he dreamt that vividly. He dreamt that he was running through the backwoods behind the house and that someone was chasing him. And he said he was so scared that he literally... Sorry, this isn't funny. He said he literally woke up because he ran into the wall. What? Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay, so he's not just having a dream. He's sleepwalking. He, like, literally set his back down and, like, sprinted into the wall. (laughs) Damn. Damn. That's yeah. like so. That was literally the first day he was there. Within a couple hours of him being there, all I think of is uh Fargo season one. <laughs> Isn't that like episode one? L- yep. When he runs like literally right into the wall. <laughs> yep. That wow. was that was basically Joe the their friend. So damn, that sucks. Yep. So then, um, that was that. And so then, uh, shortly after. On another occasion, Vicki came home and she was talking to Rob outside. And he was showing her just, you know, something he had done to the house. And off in the distance behind him, Vicki noticed a man in a red shirt. And he was walking through the field behind them into the woods because they live on a large property. So he was still on their property. But she noticed that when he was walking away from them, um, she couldn't see his legs. she. But she saw, like, a figure walking, but she couldn't see legs. And she had a clear view of him. So Vicky is... Girl, that's like some appar. It's an apparition. <laughs> yeah. We got an FBA, full-body apparition, bitches. <laughs> oh my god. I'm a nerd. So, <laughs> she... Vicky does not play. She kind of knows from the jump that, like, this, this is weird. She doesn't try to rationalize it. She said it that's was that's funny because she was the rational one she yeah she said that he was like just kind of floating through the field and then disappeared and she was she knew when she saw but she was so convinced that her and rob went excuse me into the field behind the home and literally like looked around and did all of that as soon as they saw it and no one was there can you close that door i don't like it being open now that you're telling a ghost story oh my god yeah hold on i'm a baby I get spooked. I'm like, I can't look into Melissa's laundry room because Herb might be in there. (laughs) Pissing. (laughs) He's pissing on my laundry. (laughs) So she, she knew. She said, I saw a man and he was wearing a red shirt. She knew. So, then, on another occasion, shortly after Joe, Rob's coworker worker had moved into the little apartment in the guest house. Because this is totally separate. That's how fancy this place is. Oh, wow. It wasn't connected to the house. We're talking separate on the property. Damn. So, he said he was watching TV and he heard a knock at the door. So he said he was, he was watching TV and he was like drying off his hands at the same time. And he said that before he could even dry off his hands and get himself over to the door, that someone had knocked again. So he's like, what the hell? So he opened it and no one was there. And it was like one second after he just opened that bitch. So he was like, "Mm." and so, oh man, he looked down the steps He opened the door and looked down the steps because I think the apartment was, like, up. Oh, like, raised. Yeah. Yep. So, he looked down and he still didn't see anyone. And so, again. (laughs) So, he went back inside and he felt, he said he felt anxious, like someone was watching him. Yeah, because if somebody knocked on your door twice like that, you would hear them at least run down those little steps. And you're on property with just two other people and their teenage sons. Yeah. Okay. So he said he felt uncomfortable, he felt anxious, and he went back inside and he just tried to watch TV again. <laughs> Let me just no. watch his little TV, distract uh-huh. myself. <laughs> and he said that when he was watching TV, your worst nightmare, he noticed someone in the reflection of <gasps> the TV. That seriously is, like, your worst nightmare when you think of ghosts and like, a TV. Okay, he didn't say someone, but he said that he saw something move in the reflection in the back room behind him. That's still terrifying. So, basically, yeah. So, he went into the back room quickly, and again, no one was there. Nothing. So, he... I feel like I would be paralyzed. I feel like I wouldn't be able to go... He's, and so he also is like Vicky, he also is no bullshit, kind of like that, that's weird. Yeah. It's creepy. So after Vicky and Joe both were kind of talking about this together, Rob, Vicky's husband, decided to put up cameras around the house because he wanted to make sure that no one was like creeping around like, oh, someone bought this place. Yeah. Someone's, yeah, I would think, yeah, maybe that's true because Mm -hmm. especially it has some notoriety at this point, maybe they're like, oh, people moved in, let's go spy. So about three weeks after Joe had moved into the guest house, just three weeks, he was walking his dog around the property at night because again, the property's huge and he heard kind of rustling off in the woods. And he was like, kind of, you know, looking like, what up? And his dog just took off running into the woods. And he kind of. Oh kinda, my gosh, he doesn't have it on a leash? I think he did. And it just like bolted. Wow. And when he was like looking back in the woods to see the direction that his dog was running at, he saw a man walking away in a red shirt. Oh shit. And so, Joe actually was ballsy and went into the woods after him and was, like, walking. And when he was walking in the woods, he actually saw the man again, and the man was looking at him (gasps) this time. Oh, no. And he said, like, he looked the man in the face. And then the man kind of, like, he knew he wasn't hallucinating. Like, this was real. And then he kind of just like the man kind of just disappeared. That's really scary. Yeah. Seeing it once is worse enough. Yeah, and so again, he he was telling Vicky and Rob, and uh Vicky was like, the red shirt, that's the same person that's the same thing I saw. So a few weeks after that again Joe and it's kind of sad because all this kind of seems to happen to Joe and he doesn't even he doesn't even own the home it's Rob and Vicky's home maybe it's something about that guest house maybe so a few weeks later Joe was in his little guest house again and he again heard knocking on the door and he went he answered no one was there same thing and He said he, this time, was standing at the door with his hand behind it. And he could feel someone banging against the wood. Like, he knew someone was standing there literally knocking on it. And so, as the door is being knocked on, he opens it. And when he does, the door handle is just horizontal. As if someone was holding it upright. Sideways. Like... There was a handle on the door like yeah. an old time knocker and it was just horizontal as if someone was holding on to it at that moment. And he said that he was staring at it and it just slammed back down. And he was like, oh. Wait, so was he touching it? No, he wasn't holding it. He said he opened the door by the doorknob. And when he looked on the outside of the door, the door handle that someone would bang on was horizontal <gasps> oh, as, as, as if, if somebody had... was holding it. And when he was. From lo- the outside. Exactly. Because uh-huh. he opened the door and was on the outside now. And he said that he saw it slam back down as if someone had let go, but he wasn't holding onto it. Obviously. (laughs) Yeah. I wouldn't even know what to do at that point. I would be so scared. He was really freaked out because he literally watched the door handle fall as if someone was holding it. There was no way it could have been horizontal and just fell. And so he looked around the house and he went down the steps. And again, he felt like someone was in the woods watching him. He felt very Uh. watched. That's sad because it's like the woods can be so calming. But to think that then someone out there is watching you just makes it the creepiest thing ever. Yep. And so he went back inside and when he did, he noticed that his dog started growling at him and like growling towards kind of outside. So he was like, "Uh, what the hell? And when he turned and he looked behind him, he saw that the doorknob was turned as if someone was jiggling the handle and starting to open the door. Again. Again. But, like, it wasn't... No one knocked. He just turned and looked and saw the door handle, this time turning. The doorknob. Like, turning from the, in from a From the inside? Just turning, yeah. As if oh. someone was opening the door, the door. Oh, man. So he turned... This he, story. This should be a movie. Yeah. He saw the doorknob turning... And before he knew it, the door just flew open and flew back into the wall. And, like, he said wood chips went flying everywhere. That's how hard the door opened and flew in the wall. Wow. Mm-hmm. That is forceful. So, again, he just ran outside kind of to be, like, just natural instincts. Like, who is out there? And this time when he did, he saw a young man standing on the steps. Right and- there? At the bottom of the steps, just looking so scared, and he was, like, so frightened, and he just ran away, and Joe said that, and he was just, like, shook by it. Oh, that's said, sad. Yeah, and Joe said it broke his heart, because it, he just put, immediately was like, that looked like a victim, like, of Herbert Baumeister running, like. I'm gonna cry. It was Aww. so sad to him. That's so, I couldn't even imagine too. Like you knew what happened to them, so it's just their face. I'm sure, and it just makes you think. Like, was there a chance where they got out and they were running in the woods, and her chased them down, which I is know. terrifying. I know. I know it's so. Sad. Hmm. Hmm. So Vicky and Joe together were kind of like we need to start looking into this because what the hell. And so they they actually called the local news and got original footage from the 90s. And so they were watching old clips, watching the footage. And when they were, they were kind of, you know, going over some victim photos. And Joe was like, oh, my God, that's the guy I saw in the backyard running. And so he did. He said that he knew that the picture that he was looking at of the victim was the same person he had just seen running from the property on the steps at the Mm -hmm. bottom of the steps Mm -hmm. yep so after seeing this and watching the news um joe kind of just went searching in the woods he said that he felt kind of called to look around the woods and he said that he felt like called to look in this one spot and when he did he said so clearly sitting there that there was a human bone and it was a femur bone so it was big wow And so he said that yeah, he he again, he grabbed it and he took it and well no, actually he didn't. He left it there and he (laughs) (laughs) He grabbed it and then he took it. I mean, no. No. No he didn't. Never take him. Leave him. He left it, but he did bring he did bring Vicky and Rob to look. He was like, come we'll get this but they left it. Well, actually, I'll take the back. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. They took it. Listen. Originally. <laughs> what the fuck did they take? <laughs> originally, they left it. I was right. Originally, Joe left it on the ground. But he eventually went back and showed Vicky and Rob, who did send it off to the police to get tested. Okay. <laughs> sorry (laughs) they left it and they took it bitches (laughs) so at this point they're shook So, Rob, this is when Rob gets more invested. He didn't have anything to do with this, really, besides buying them and putting up the cameras. How would they not be invested? I don't know. I would have to be curious, knowing that that was who had lived there. I don't know. So, they basically, they asked a detective who worked on the scene to come to the home. I don't even know why. And the detective kind of just told them about Herbert Baumeister. (laughs) They're like, do a psychic reading, detective. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Like I remember it like it was yesterday. <laughs> Investigate these ghosts. It was kinda stupid because literally he just went there and told them like what Herbert Baumeister did to get his victims, <gasps> picking them up on highways, taking them back, seducing them with drugs and probably alcohol. And then um like, killing them. So it happened right here on the sofa? Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's like, cool. Yeah. I'll show you right now how they did erotic asphyxiation. Sit down. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, I forgot they did do that. <laughs> so he told them all about that and um Ben was like, Okay, bye, and left. Literally, that was it. Nice. Yeah. So, this is kind of... We're getting towards the end. This is a quickie. So, a few weeks uh, after the detective came and literally showed them all where everything happened. And people got murdered. And he remembered it like it was yesterday. (laughs) Joe had a friend over and his teenage sons. He just had this friend over to show him the property. It is beautiful. And they were just going to go swimming. Pretty normal night. So... Joe said that he was swimming with his friend and his friend's sons. He said that they were actually just swimming to the bottom of the pool and picking out bugs and beetles and bringing them back up. And he said that. How many are there? I don't fucking know. <laughs> Girl, like, you, what's what's going on with the pool room? First of all, let's grapple on the first part. There's beetles now. Yeah, and isn't it inside? Yes. Okay, that's gross, but whatever. So he said that when he came back up for air at one point, he felt like someone had kind of touched the back of his neck or something had, but he, when he turned the boys, his friend, and then the teenage boys were at the end of the pool. Like his friend and his sons weren't even close to him. So he's like, uh, what hell the hell? No. So he said that then he can literally feel fingers on his skin, pulling him underwater by his neck like someone was holding his neck trying to pull him underwater at this point the pool would just turn yellow with my piss <laughs> because i would be so and herbert Baumeister would magically appear like Pish. yeah yeah you'd hop strangled in strangled piss yeah voice. yeah what this what is na? everything i love what I, I said, said what, what na? Na? that would be herb <laughs> yeah <laughs> Sorry, that's so disrespectful to the victims. That is terrifying, though. But, yeah. Just feeling, like, especially, you know, the feeling of figures, too. Yes. So he felt it, like, pulling him underwater. And the friend is also on Paranormal Witness. The friend said that the teenage sons and him, his sons and him looked over and saw Joe, like, flailing around and trying to grasp his neck. And they said he just looked so scared. Like, they knew it wasn't a joke right away by the, the look on his face. Because he was really afraid. Okay, then I honestly think it likes Joe and not the guest house. Exactly. Yeah, Which is so scary. Like, I think Herbert Baumeister kind of, But I don't know, because it was the victim he saw... I don't know, but he was so scared, him and all of his, like, him and his friend, and then the sons all just got out of the pool. They were like, no. I'm sure that automatically ruined their night. They were shook. I can imagine. Yeah. So, a few weeks after that, same old story, Joe is in his apartment, and this time he heard a metallic scraping sound coming from the kitchen. This part, it scared me. And when he got him to look, he said that the wall had scrapes going into the wood. But it wasn't like a, a finger or anything like that. Like a knife? <laughs> a finger. will so down. <laughs> okay. But he said that, yeah, he looked and he knew that it looked like it was knife marks. And he said that it, it was so deep into the wood that it made him wonder if someone got stabbed where that part was and that the stabs went into the wood or that someone was trying to stab and missed because they were so deep. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, that part freaked me out. I just got the chills. I don't like that. Yeah. So he uh, just was like, he didn't like that, obviously. So... Joe doesn't fuck around. He was like, All this stuff's happening to me in this apartment. I'm about to do a little EVP session. Oh, Yay. he is not playing. No. So he was like, Okay. He turned off all the fans, anything with uh, using electricity, so it would be nothing in the background. And he stood in the kitchen and said, Is anyone here? <laughs> Classic. <OG. laughs> yeah. He heard nothing, but his dog immediately was growling. And he was like, oh, okay. It's like the dog hears something. <laughs> yeah, what up? So he is walking, and he said, who keeps walking in the kitchen? And you clearly hear a reply back, the married one. I at first thought it said, I am, but it's like scratchy. It's not. It's not very clear. But when you magnify it, it does sound like the answer is the married one. Hmm, that's weird. So, Joe thinks that, I don't think any of the victims of Herbert Baumeister were actually married. They were all young gay men. So, Joe thinks that it's Herbert Baumeister saying that to be kind of sassy, like the married one. Like, I don't know. So that's what he thinks that it was actually Oh, because he was married. Yeah. He thinks that because Herbert Baumeister was the only other male on the property that was married. He thinks that Herbert Baumeister was like. (laughs) (laughs) He's annoying. Yeah. Even in death. The married one. It doesn't sound like that at all. But (laughs) (laughs) that's what it said. So that is kind of the last little story on the show. Like I said, it was a quickie. Just some final little tidbits. The bone that Joe found, okay, because when the Paranormal Witness episode ends, it was filmed in 2017, they're still living on the property. So it, from 2006 to 2017 or wherever, Joe, or Vicki and Rob Graves, and then Joe, their friend, still all live on the property what joe does too i see him at the end yeah he's saying that yeah I, I live there still oh my god so the bone that joe found was never uh identified as being with another victim that um, is so weird yeah so vicky and rob they didn't really have that many experiences vicky said that like her and rob have agreed if anything happens that's to the boys that's really scary or anything like that like we'll be ready to move but nothing really has joe is really the only one who it's like focused on poor joe he's had a rough go of it but joe also says at the end you know if anything were to harm the boys their sons i would leave but it hasn't so okay <laughs> wow so, in 2015, the gra- I, this was my own research. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. In 2015, I found that the graves actually opened up their house to paranormal researchers and tours. Wow. And, oh, my God. Yeah. I would love to go and there. And the tours are run by American Hauntings. Who, wow. It, that's a place that does, like, a ton of ghost tours, like a national place. So, it's, you know. And... I read an article by the Daily News saying that tours sell out months in advance and tickets are around $90. <laughs> A ticket. That's not, I mean, that's expensive. When we went ghost hunting, it was like $15 to $25. Some of those places, though, are like $120, 150 bucks. That's nuts. Yeah. Yeah, it kind of sucks, but ghost hunting can be expensive. But I don't think that this is even ghost hunting. I think it's just a tour. Like a a tour that we went on. A historical tour. You'll take pictures, you know, record, but you're not staying the night or anything. I don't know. I guess that's understandable for her. But the article said that tour goers have stated hearing voices, hearing footsteps, feeling pushed, punched, and even on one occasion choked. Damn. And pinched. It's not as bad, but, yeah. So, <laughs> um, Ghost Adventures went there at some point. I think around 2017, you guys can go watch that if you're inclined. It's that's not my favorite thing because Zach Packet's is just ridiculous. But in 2018, Rob Graves partnered with paranormal investigator Richard Estep. Uh, to start writing a book called The Horrors of Fox Hollow Farm. Yeah, I saw it on Amazon. Yeah, so if you guys want to read that book, I haven't read it. but I thought there was man. a documentary on it, too. I couldn't find a documentary. Oh, really? Then maybe, maybe. it's just the book for I mean, now. Yeah, there could be, but I, I mean, the episode on Paranormal Witness was kind of all I needed to know. It's not one of those places where, like, They stopped the haunting. It's just a bunch of little things have happened over time. Yeah. One of those. Yeah. But, I mean, look into it, guys. Maybe in the future you could go on a tour there and see it. The property is gorgeous. And tell us about it. Yeah, it is really pretty. I would like to go there. And it makes you wonder if Herbert Baumeister committed suicide not in Indiana. He was, like, on the border of Canada or something when they found him from, um shooting himself and committing suicide why is he haunting his indiana home If like so is he even there at all is it just the victims that's a good point i'm sure he can travel <laughs> like he's a ghost he's like i'm, I'm yeah down. i mean if he's a ghost i don't that's probably the least of his worries but yeah probably just to terrorize people again yeah because he sucks yes he did we hate him we do So, that's our fun little kind of mini follow-up to The Crimes of Herbert Baumeister. There's the haunting of his old estate, Foxaloo Farm. Like I said, if you guys want to look in and investigate, if if you guys have ever been there or have personal pics... Yeah, tell us. Hit a bitch up. We need to know. We need to know. Yeah. So, I hope you enjoyed this. If you guys want to see if we can find more like crimes that were then hauntings, we're going to try. But if you really liked it, if you never want to hear that again, let I us don't care. I'm just kidding. Tell us. <laughs> yeah, let us know either way. And we'll listen. Yeah. We accommodate. Yep. Yeah. Keep it creepy, bitches. Stay spooky and creepy and don't be like her. Don't put any mannequins in your ballroom, please. Yeah, just don't be a freaking weirdo. Don't be just... obsessed with piss. Yeah, please, for the love of God. And Joe, stay safe. You're still living there. <laughs> I know, please. I really hope he's thriving. But <laughs> We love Joe. We do. All right, see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Want to creep on us? Follow us on social media at ewthatscreepypodcast or send us an email at ewthatscreepypodcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Thanks, creepy cats.